color combination, our True Value paint department is here to get you going. We offer a full line of True Value and PPG paints, plus all the accessories you need. Great paint, great store, the Sheridan Commercial Company, and office supply store open seven days a week at 303 Broadway. Hi, this is Chance Harris. And I'm Laura Wichick. Did you know Harker Mellinger provides services to help you with your payroll and accounting problems or business concerns? Schedule an appointment today to discuss how our professional staff can find the solutions that work best for you. Harker Mellinger has been providing quality service for Sheridan area businesses for over 37 years. Remember, you get our exclusive fixed fee, one monthly fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Call Harker Mellinger today, 672-0785. At Sunlight Federal Credit Union, we know how important convenience, time, and flexibility are for you. That's why we've joined the Co-op Shared Branching Network, which gives you access to your account at over 5,600 branches across all 50 states. That's just one more way we make Sunlight Federal Credit Union your branch for your funds, no matter what you're doing or where you're at. Join Sunlight Federal Credit Union today and start experiencing the credit union difference. Circle Saturday, August 26th on your calendars for the Potter River Energy Annual Membership Meeting at Buffalo High School. It's an event just for you. They're valued pre-core members. Kick off your day with a free wellness blood drawn body scan from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Score a free pair of insulated leather work gloves and a 2024 calendar. Win cash cards or bundles of mouth-watering beef. They've got you covered with a delicious free noon lunch and a chance to meet with your neighbors and vote for your pre-core board of directors. The doors swing open at 7 a.m., followed by the meeting at 10.30 and wrapping up with lunch and fantastic door prizes at noon. The Potter River Energy membership meeting at Buffalo High School, Saturday, August 26th. Keeping members first. For more details, go online to precore.coop or call 1-800-442-3630. Are you tired of dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank & Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer, you're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank & Trust member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. This morning, I am joined by the Director of Institutional Communications for the University of Wyoming, Mr. Chad Baldwin. Good morning, Chad. Good morning, Floyd. It's uh, been a while since you and I talked. How you been? Doing great. It's been a great summer. How about you? Oh, about the same. Uh, it gets yeah. a little hot for me outside, but uh, yeah, yeah. we've gotten a lot of rain. Have you guys received uh, this much rain? I think it's pretty much green most across most of Wyoming, Floyd. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, the last couple of weeks haven't been too much, but I think we're supposed to get some in the next few days here. So, Wow. Yeah. Uh, is, has anybody talked about the fuels that are growing out there in the mountains? Well, that's that's the big concern, obviously, isn't it? But uh, hopefully this rain will 
uh, help kind of keep things down and we can get through without a big fire season, at least this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, uh, first day of classes, when does that go down? It's Monday. Uh, Monday is the first day for, for official classes at, the, at UW for this fall semester. We're very excited, but uh, we, we've actually had our first-year students on. They're on campus this week. They start a week beforehand, so uh, move-in day in the residence halls was Friday, and and uh, so, yeah, we've already got that, you know, that fall semester feel going here. And you guys are currently almost finished with this semester's Saddle Up. Uh, that's the program that you're referring to, correct? That's correct, yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a required uh, thing for our first-year students to come a week early, and it's I would say it's a mixture of, of fun and serious stuff, uh, helping students just get oriented and get, you know, so they, they can be successful. Because college is, is, uh, is a big change from high school, and, uh, and so this is, uh, really helps in that transition. Absolutely. Um, now, for those who may not know, uh, can you tell us just a little bit about the Saddle Up program? Because this was, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this was kind of a pilot program last year, and it That's was right. so successful. We went ahead with it. That's right. We did make some changes. We uh, last year, I think there was we got some input that maybe it was a little too regimented. So there's there's more free time built in, uh, um, you know, and it's maybe I don't think quite as as long as last year. The, this uh, last year we had required stuff on the weekend. This year it's all you know optional. But uh, um, you know, it's their students. They go to they go to classes. Uh, they actually get correct. You get a, a credit, a college credit for completing this this week and then uh you know there there's uh there's a motivational speaker and there's all kinds of activities you know uh swing dance club to uh, the planetarium to half acre uh games there um uh, uh there's a pep rally uh there's you know uh, just a um a variety of, of things that they get to do and that's largely about kind of learning what resources we have at UW to help them succeed, making sure they know where all their classes are. And so they trying to get all the, all the questions they'd be asking, you know, if they were just thrown right into it, they can get answered before, before things start. And then you're meeting friends, you know, you're uh, developing networks all before classes even start. Yeah. That's a, a huge advantage for them, especially it. Now they're allowed to move in a week before everyone that's else, right. right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So not having to worry about, oh, am I going to know anyone or the stress of moving in, I mean, it, that really kind of puts it all behind them, um, which I think is a huge advantage. Uh, I don't know if uh, a lot of folks out there uh, know how difficult that can be to kind of do everything all at once uh, and attend classes. And, uh, you know, the first couple days of classes, they're, they're not the hardest. Uh, you know, going over yeah. syllabus and, and sitting down and kind of getting the requirements figured out. But if you had a week uh, to do a lot of that before sitting down and focusing on classes, I think that'd give you a huge advantage. Absolutely. It's, you know, it, I mean, there are some students who come, Floyd, who are, you know, it, the transition isn't a big deal. They're all the way ready, and they just jump in. It's no problem. I'd say most students, and I think back to my situation, it's not that way. You, you're, it is a bit of a culture shock, and you, and it takes some time. And uh, um, and so some students are maybe such a shock they just never catch up. And those are the students we lose, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and, and we're trying to minimize that. We're trying to, to help all students succeed, and... 
and this is a, a big piece of it. I think this is a great program, and I'm really happy to hear that it's working out as well as it is. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a staple from here on out. Yeah, that's the plan, absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're, we're doing, we're checking to see, is, is it producing the results we like, you know? I mean, last year, uh, from fall to spring uh, semester, we did have an increase in retention. And so uh, we're going to be monitoring to see if it gives us the results that, that we were hoping for. That's kind of at the big, large scale, you know, where you're looking at numbers. But this isn't about numbers. This is, a, this is about individual student success. So uh, that's where we're very hopeful. At the conclusion of this program, do you sit the participants down the freshman year and basically uh, ask a series of questions, or are they given a survey? Could you? They do receive a survey, absolutely, yep. And uh, the survey results from last year have really kind of shaped uh, some of the changes that, that we implemented this year. Well, that's fantastic. Um, so a lot of these kids, are, I mean, the feedback sounds like it's pretty good. Uh, it, we probably haven't even taken the survey this year but uh oh, no, no. down the line yeah. when when can i ask you about the survey is there a time period as i recall we were re uh the reporting to the board of trustees about this just uh you know uh it was in the it was in later in the fall semester so uh if not in september maybe in uh Maybe in October. I would like to come back to this and, and ask you about it later on. Just sure. because, you know, this program, it's, it seems like something so simple, and yet it's so revolutionary at the same time. And years down the line, we'll be able to look at this and kind of like what you said, you know, did we retain more of these kids coming in than in years prior to this program kicking off? And I'm really curious about that. Now, is... Is this something that uh, you said that this is a requirement now for every freshman? For parents who are just getting their kids to be seniors in high school, uh, maybe they're already thinking ahead. Uh, what can they do to prepare their student for college, for this big transition? Are there hints, some tips that parents can help out with? Well, you know, it's something that really kind of has to start pretty early, Floyd. I mean, we, we, of course, in Wyoming, we have the Hathaway Scholarship Program, which is incredible. And that does have a specific curriculum that students need to take certain classes to qualify for Hathaway. And, and, and so the, making sure your students are that just the Hathaway program itself really does a pretty good job, at least academically, preparing students to come here. So you're taking the math and the science and the, the stuff you needed to take, so you're, you're ready for that. Uh, you know, and then um, the, the skills to be successful in college are very much like about life, right? It's working hard and fighting through adversity and being resourceful, all that stuff. I mean, that, that's as parents, that what's, we work on that a lot with our kids. Every day, and, uh, right? Yeah, and so that's really, really what um, college preparation is for. And then looking ahead to, you know, what what's the... What's the objective of college? I mean, why why are you going? What are your what are your career thoughts? How is this going to help you with get ready for a career and your future life? I mean, a lot, a lot of students aren't ready to make that you know uh, you know declare right away. Well, I'm going to do this and this and this. But if you can get them thinking about their long term goals. Then then college college isn't the ultimate goal, right? It's a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. And so uh, uh, helping students think about that from the very start is a good idea. You know, one thing I told uh, my daughter before I sent her off to college last year was do not procrastinate. 
get yeah. get the work done now and and just be finished with it so you don't have to worry about it that was uh, i think probably the biggest tip that i gave her uh, just bear down get it yep. done get through it and then go play afterwards and you won't even have it on your mind we need to put you on to do a, a seminar next year for Saddle Up. <laughs> Procrastination seminar. There you That's go. That's right. And just move, keep moving the time a half hour just for as a joke. That'd be <laughs> now, now, one thing about it, though, you guys, you're great at, at recruitment. Um, I do know that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the president, uh, Seidel, he was, he was real big uh, coming in. He wanted a good recruitment program. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, it's a priority, and and you know, and and this modern higher education landscape, it's really important because I don't know if you've seen the headlines, but I mean, there are fewer people going to college across wow. the country. Yeah. And uh, and so there's a, a there's a, a more limited number of of you know the, the, of students to re, to recruit, and so we have to be at the top of our game on it and. And so, yeah, and, and, you know, unfortunately we did, since COVID, I mean, we did have our two biggest freshman classes in the university's history in 2018 and 2019. COVID, though, took its toll, and we just haven't bounced back like we hoped we would We firm enrollment. We, we did go up 10% in our first-time freshman class last fall, but it looks like we're going to be, be, be down a little bit this fall. And overall, though, enrollment might be, maybe be up a little bit this fall. We'll see. It's it's going to be if it is it's not going to be a huge amount but we so yeah we have to and recruiting students today is is it can be tricky i mean this is a digital world we live in and so we have to be at the top of our game to to do it well now you guys were recently recognized nationally for your student recruitment communication who who was it that recognized the university for this yeah so there's a company called encura it's a national company that analyzes higher education and and this was totally unsolicited. It just showed up on their website one day, we, when, you know, we, and we, we saw it and looked into it a little bit, and it's pretty legit. They do a survey of, uh, of students around the country every year, and uh, they're just looking for trends and things. And they, they got 2,400 respondents, which is a big sample for across the country. And, uh, and they asked questions like, so can you think of an institution whose outreach grabbed your attention and made you want to learn more? Which school was that, and how did they communicate with you, and what did you like about that? And and uh, according to this company, the University of Wyoming was one of four universities across the country that stood out for doing a really good job, particularly with email communications. So students are getting prospective students are getting emails from us, you know, with with reminders and dates, and encouraging them to what we call move through the enrollment funnel from thinking about coming to here to actually enrolling and coming here. And uh, email is a big piece of that. We also do some texting and social media, all, all kinds of things. And so seeing this company say, hey, UW, you're doing, you're one of four universities in the country who's, who's you know, doing this well, it's kind of a nice pat on the back and shows that maybe, you know, there's some things we need to do better, but there's some things that we're doing pretty well we can just build on. Absolutely. And uh, having a third party kind come in and analyze that for you. And as you said, you guys didn't ask for this. It's just something that they did. What does yeah. this mean for the for the school? Um, have you had a meeting regarding this? Has everyone gathered around and said, okay, great job here. Let's improve over there? Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, yeah, the trustees just, uh, the board of trustees just last week approved a plan for us to, to do some more work uh, 
primarily in the area of recruitment, but also in retention. They, they, they provided some funding. So we're going to be able to do some more d- digital advertising than we've done before uh, 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 in Wyoming and then in other specific states that we've targeted. Um, we're going to be able to do some things with our print materials, which still fill an important role to kind of upgrade them and do more of them, and then do some things also around retention. And so uh, yeah, we are stepping up our game uh, and and knowing that we have a key piece in place that's doing pretty well, it's pretty strong, which is our, our email communications, uh, um, we can, that's something we can build on. Chad, I got uh, one quick question, and we'll go to a commercial. Uh, does the university really feel an impact from social media advertising and, and having a social media presence? Absolutely, Floyd. I mean, um, it's one of the things I'm really proud of. And on my team, uh, we now have a dedicated social media person. Uh, um, we were able to, to bring her on a couple of years ago. And we have a social media presence that we're very proud of. Um, and, 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 and students and, and parents, for that matter, are uh, uh, really, I mean, interacting with us uh, through social media. It's not just a matter of, you know, a one-way deal. There's actual interaction and communication that happens there. And so... It's a real priority for us, and and has in fact uh, we could point to point to just some numbers that has uh, has uh, you know gotten us some students. Oh, that's fantastic! You know, uh, with the advent of social media, there's th- so many negative aspects of it we hear about in the news, but there are some great positive aspects as well. Being able to participate in celebrations. Uh, with your kid through social media at the school, you know, when the Cowboys win and, and you see the photos up there on Instagram or something, it's it's kind of a we're all there together kind of ideal. And I've, I've really enjoyed that. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have more with our University of Wyoming when we return. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. The Sheridan County High School Rodeo Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Are you tired of the same old, same old when you go out to dinner? Well, grab your taste buds and fasten your seatbelts because Frackleton's is about to take your palate on a roller coaster ride of flavor. Succulent steaks that practically melt in your mouth. Pasta so good it could make an Italian grandma do the cha-cha. Did we mention our salads? They're so fresh they practically introduce themselves. It's where your taste buds high-five each other. Brackleton's Fine Food and Spirits, Main Street, downtown Sheridan. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT with EBA Hearing and Sound. Hearing well is living well, and we're here to help. Not only are we able to provide premier hearing aid technology with Bluetooth and AI, but we can address the environment in which you are hearing. Our sound consultation services tailor solutions to fit your needs. Whether at work, at church, or at home, if you're struggling to hear, we can help. Call EBA Hearing and Sound today, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Hey there, folks. Is your water well just not the well you want? 
Feeling like you're stuck in a drought? You tired of waiting for water like it's a slow-moving turtle? Well, lift your head up high and take a walk in the sunshine. Call 307 Wildcat Well Service, and they'll have water flowing like a river. They know where the good water is and how to drill for it. If your current well is leaving you high and dry, Google 307 Wildcat Well Service for water. Cool, clear water. Everyone's story is different, but one thing is always true. Your trade-in is just as important to the equation as the new vehicle. Hi, this is Brad at Primary Motors, and we recently had a customer whose trade-in had been taken care of like it was part of the family and had sentimental attachment. We already had a local customer in mind, and they knew each other. Both of our customers were glad that they had come to Primary Motors that day. See us today at Primary Motors, 2305 Cochrane Avenue, or online at primarymotors.com. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about 260 Tipperary Road, a horse owner's dream. 41 acres located off of Tipperary Road for easy access, great opportunity for ropers or horse lovers. Nice portable roping arena with roping chute, catch pen, and return alley. This arena is negotiable along with the fifth wheel. Property includes well, electricity, eight-saw barn. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, we're speaking with the Director of Institutional Communications for the University of Wyoming, Chad Baldwin. The recent Black 14 Social Justice Summer Institute saw a huge growth in year two of this annual program. They jumped from six participants in the inaugural season to 24. Chad, can you remind us of who the Black 14 are? You bet, Floyd. I appreciate you asking. This is, I think, one of the really cool stories I've seen at UW in, in the time I've been here. So if, you're, if folks might not be familiar, but uh, in 1969, uh, there were 14 African-American members of our football team who got kicked off by the coach for uh, just wanting to have a, the, the guys just wanted to have a discussion about maybe doing a protest. Yeah, and uh, and um, you know it was uh, kind of it was a I would say a dark period in the university's history as we look back at it, Floyd. I mean, uh, um, in in, 19, in 2019, 50 years later, we the university actually issued a formal apology to these guys, uh, and uh, and the thing that's been so cool is what's happened since then, is that uh, the Black 14. Uh, one of the real, uh, I think, emotional moments uh, I can remember was when they, at halftime of a football game, they were brought on the field and they're wearing their UW Letterman's jackets that, that that they you know we gave them, and they're cowboys. They're 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 even though they got kicked off all those years ago, they're they're University of Wyoming cowboys now. Absolutely. And so, the, the social this this summer institute members of the Black 14 actually come back to campus and meet with young people to talk about their experience. And uh, and help them, you know, learn lessons, because there are lessons to be learned from that episode, right? And so, and and to keep it, keep the history alive, because it's something that we, uh, as tough as it is to think about, um, it's something that we shouldn't forget. And uh, and so that's what this institute's about: is connecting young people with these these uh, now what we'd call elder statesmen, who uh, who who really were. Um, um, you know, overcame a, a very tough thing thrown their way and uh, have, have made something positive out of it. 
out of it. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's uh, probably one of my favorite stories uh, in the state of Wyoming's history, uh, especially with the, the result that came out of this. Um, you know, they, re- they are cowboys. They embody everything that a cowboy should stand for. What kind of lessons and projects are they doing with these kids up at the uh, Institute? Is a lot of this like talking or are they doing a little bit more? Yeah, so it's a, it's a mixture of things. I mean, they they uh, they first of all they get to hear hear from the the Black Fourteen members, so they get asked them questions. They get to hear the story straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak, right? And uh, and so they can they they, they learn that history um, in a very meaningful way. That's a big piece of it. And then they get to look at you know how how can we apply some of those what what you know in today's world how, are there still some areas we can improve in. In terms of uh, 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 equality and, and the equality state, and I think uh, I think we know we've come a long ways, but uh, there's probably some things we can do better still. And so it's looking around, uh, looking at that, and uh, and so it's a history uh, project. It's also a well, you might take a, you know looking at a, a civics project for for current times, and uh, um, exploring things like you know freedom of expression and civil rights and and all those things that some of them are pretty controversial topics these days, but uh, um, it's something that our students need to learn about, and this is a real unique way to do it. I think it's absolutely fantastic uh, on, on the side of the university as well, because a lot of institutions don't want to look back at that, the past. You know, They want to just drive forward, but I think we can't correct mistakes if we don't acknowledge them. And, and so I think, you know, not just acknowledging this, but also creating an entire institute around the mistake that was made to ensure that we don't make it again going forward. Uh, how, how does the university itself spread the word about the Black 14 and this institute? So we do, uh, we do actually some marketing and some recruitment, particularly of, of high, you know, high school students uh, in the region, in the state and out of the state. Uh, so, so there's some of that outreach happens, like to high schools and things like that, um, and uh, you know, and, and then we just try to, you mentioned earlier, try to get it out on social media, and had some real good responses, some social media posts about it, you know, posted some pictures and things from the week, the things they did, and uh, um, just you know, keep keep it in the public consciousness, uh, and and particularly while we have these guys. Who are giving of their time to come back to this place to kick them out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, and try to make things better? Uh, take advantage of that that tremendous resource we have. Absolutely, uh, I really you know a bit of envy uh, for those kids that are getting the opportunity to sit and listen to these men. You know, going from six participants in the, in the inaugural session over to twenty four in the next year. Uh, do we have plans on just letting this grow, uh, you know, more participants every year? How big can this get? Well, I think that we do want to grow it. I mean, we have the organizers are looking at maybe see if we can get to 40 students next year. Oh, that's great. Uh, so that, that, would be, that would be another good step forward. Speaking of steps forward, the university is going to lead a $10 million hydrogen project. Uh, and this is with an award from the Department of Energy. Uh, Chad, what's the goal of this hydrogen project? Well, yeah, Floyd, I think the state uh, uh, leaders have identified hydrogen production as a, as a potential new industry in Wyoming in the energy sector. 
and our School of Energy Resources is working on that in, on a number of fronts. I mean, ultimately, you know, as with all this stuff, you you do some stuff in the in 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 the research realm, and then it has to be commer- turned in or commercialized, right? So for the private private sector can take it and run with it, and and so this is a this is a, a funding coming from the U.S. Department of Energy, and then we're 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 partnered with the Los Alamos National Laboratory. Wow. Uh, and then um, two companies, two private companies. One was the Williams Company, which is a natural gas company that operates in Wyoming. Another one called Engineering Procurement and Construction. And uh, and we're working on this. This gets kind of complicated, Floyd, but it involves <laughs> it involves you know use of water. You you have to have water for this process. And and it's figuring out how to do that efficiently, so that you're not gobbling up too much water in in this hydrogen process. You're and so that, that's what this is about, and and it's going to involve um, a, a construction of a of a demonstration unit and test unit at a natural gas uh, plant in Southwest Wyoming. And could this eventually lead to a hydrogen processing plant, or at least additions to existing energy facilities in the future? That's definitely where where, where we hope it heads, Floyd. Absolutely, that's the, the idea behind this. Is this is going to provide the you know the 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 the, the scientific uh, and, and you know be, the science can be tested and proved out so that it can be commercialized and and yes um, that's the idea. You know I always appreciate uh, the cutting edge stuff that's happening down there at the university and I I certainly appreciate you uh, coming on here and keeping us posted on that stuff. Uh, you know University of Wyoming's been uh, kind of tip of the spear over the past uh, well for years and years and in many different fields but i feel like in science technology uh going forward like really advanced stuff i for some reason i just feel like the past decade there's been i don't know maybe a step up or or a step in uh, you know really joining you know i don't like Ivory League type institutions, and and Wyoming is right there beside them uh, when it comes to developing these things and working with various universities, various departments, various energy fields to find alternate sources of energy to brave space. Uh, we've got all kinds of stuff with NASA going on. So, Chad, thank you for keeping us up to date on this stuff. It's great to hear about. You bet, Floyd. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Uh, When we come back, we're going to speak with the new director of the Sheridan County Library System. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Tired of dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank and Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer, you're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank and Trust, 
Member FDIC. Buy, sell, trade, or just look. The Upton Gun Club Gun Show fundraiser is Saturday, August 26th and Sunday the 27th at the Upton, Wyoming Community Center. You'll find guns, archery, knives, hunting items, and reloading supplies. They're even selling lunch. Admission is $5. Accompanied children under 12 are free. No loaded firearms allowed. All applicable state and federal laws will be observed. The Upton Gun Club Gun Show, sponsored in part by the Weston County Travel Commission. Sheridan Media presents SCLT in Bloom, a fundraiser for the Sheridan Community Land Trust, Saturday, September 9th at the Whitney Center for the Arts at Sheridan College. Our featured guest is Wyoming Migration Initiative co-founder, Dr. Matthew Kaufman. We'll have a live and silent auction, paddle raise, door prize, visionary circle, reception at 6, hors d'oeuvres and cocktails starting at 6.30. Help us preserve history, conserve local lands and ranches, and connect our community to the outdoors. Found on over to SheridanCLT.org. Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner. Open seven days a week. Wyo Renovation wants you. Well, your house at least. They'll buy your home for cash, no matter what it looks like or what condition it is in. You don't have to do a thing besides contact them. No cleaning, no repairs, no having to leave for showings or make everything just right. And best of all, no realtor or commission fees. Confidential, fast, friendly, and they'll make you an offer on any home. Learn more at wyorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. The Story Community Library is currently raising funds for the construction of a resource addition to its library. The project began with a generous piece of donated land and construction is scheduled to be completed later this year. But the work continues and they can always use your support. Please help them now. Donate to the project by either contacting the Story Community Library or by sending your donation to the Story Community Library Building Fund. P.O. Box 188, Story, Wyoming, 82842. And thanks. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. My next guest is the newly hired director of the Sheridan County Library System, Amy Long. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Now, Amy... How long have you been in town? Are you getting settled in, uh, kind of adapting, I guess you could say? We've been in town just a couple of weeks, um, still trying to get settled in. My husband is still getting us moved out of the other house in Colorado, <laughs> so uh, a little bit of back and forth still happening, but yeah, we're getting there. That's always kind of how it is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, when I, I remember when I moved up to Buffalo here, it was kind of the same situation. I came up and I think I stayed in a hotel room for about three or four days while uh, the rest of the the other house was getting all cleaned up and moved out. Uh, it was a, another week before I ended up getting my stuff up here. Uh, so where were you originally born? I was born in the Denver area, um, just outside Denver in Littleton, um, and raised in the Broomfield, Westminster, sort of north suburb, suburb, suburb of Denver. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, grew up out there. My parents were born there. They met at Cherry Creek High School. Oh, wow. So, yeah, second generation. (laughs) One of those uh, uh, true love stories started at high school all the way up. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, so you're kind of used to the urban environment. Would you you say that's... Suburban, but yeah. (laughs) Your your landscape that you're used to? but uh, you know that area around there i'm trying to really picture it in my head you guys do have like a a a bit of an agricultural culture Mm -hmm. around that area as well don't you yeah especially in parker which was the last uh, sort of colorado city i really worked in for many years and they had a history of of ranch land and ranchettes and and still quite a lot of open spaces out in sort of unincorporated douglas county yeah um so there's still a bit of that history there although it's it's quickly and rapidly being developed oh is it <laughs> yeah you're watching it kind of disappear that's kind of happening all over yeah isn't absolutely it? but it, it, it certainly wasn't a culture shock to move up here to to share it no um my husband was actually born outside of deadwood um, grew up in the Deadwood lead area. He was born in Deadwood, actually. But um, and so we were up here pretty regularly. His dad lives in Sheridan, or oh, sorry, uh, um, Sundance. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and so we we came up to Wyoming quite a bit. And his brother still lives in Rapid City, so South Dakota. So, so this is an area we're very familiar with. Um, just the general Wyoming Black Hills kind of kind of area and we've been looking to locate to a small town for a long time so it was it was a great opportunity oh, to come up here so everything fell in place it did it <laughs> that's did. pretty great we were meant to be here apparently <laughs> so you would uh, how would you say what your upbringing was like uh, a pretty typical pretty typical um, nothing too extraordinary <laughs> for me he he grew up with like exotic animals in the hills of, of South Dakota and I grew up basically just on the streets of a suburb. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we definitely had different childhoods, but yeah. What do you like to do in your off time? Um, well, I love to read, although since I had my, my two kids, I've, I've been reading less and less because they keep me busy. Um, and I like to hike and drive in the mountains. Um, so this was one of our our great pluses for being here <laughs> absolutely i am sure you know getting everything settled in uh and and getting everybody in the family settled in that's a, that's a whole nother level of challenge there probably haven't had a lot of time to get out there and hit that trail system yet have you my son did make me go hiking oh that's um, great i think on the Sunday before last, uh, he was determined that we were going to go up and hike. So we just drove randomly, picked a road, and I was sure I'd find a pull-off, and we did. And we hiked a little bit just just to make sure he got that checked off. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. And and there's plenty of trails out there, so you guys are going to have plenty of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, what inspired you to take this position? You said everything, excuse me, kind of fell in place. Mm-hmm. And so was that kind of it? You were just like, oh, my gosh, this is it. This is... Yeah, I saw the the posting pop up on um, a library listserv that I belong to, and I sent it over to my husband and said, hey, this job just opened. Um, what do you think? And so I ended up putting my application in. As I was filling out my application, I sort of noticed that a lot of my experience at Douglas County Libraries really translated to the library director position here, um, and I was able to feel like I could speak to most of the needs that the library currently had. Mm-hmm. And so that felt like it aligned really well. Um, and so we went ahead and, and took that next step and 
made it all the way out here. So <laughs> now that you're in the pit, what are the duties of the director of the Sheridan County Library System? I'm still learning that. Um, yeah. And so it's it's a it's a fun self learning process <laughs> where I just ask a lot of questions and try to get my arms around the whole scope of the job. Um, I think there's obviously a community aspect of getting to know the community and getting integrated in the community. Right now, I'm trying to get to know the team, yeah. the staff, and understand their needs and their projects and their um, sort of their driving force and, and what they're looking for in a leader. Getting to work with the boards. There's there's quite a few boards for the county director. Um, there's the commissioners, obviously, the library board, um, and then you have there's a, a board in Claremont, there's a board in Story, there's a Friends board and a foundation. So, and there's <laughs> a, foundation a lot board. a lot of people yeah. involved in the library system, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, so I'm, I'm slowly getting to know all the folks and, and trying to get my arms around how to help serve as best I can. Now, do you remember the moment uh, in your life where you said, you know what, I want to be a librarian? I do, actually. Um, I was living up in Estes Park, Colorado, and someone I know... I had just graduated with a bachelor's in English, and there weren't a lot of jobs because it was right after 9-11. And someone I, I knew said, hey, you should look into libraries. You love reading. You're always at the bookstore. You have a gazillion books. And you have this customer service background of retail. And so I volunteered at the Estes Park Library, and um, I just loved it. I was handling their ILLs. I was checking in and out materials. I was shelving. I was doing all of the things, and I just absolutely loved the environment, just being there. Um, working with people and so within a few months I'd put in my application for a master's in library science and then got the job down in Douglas County and started working away. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Now how long were you uh, at the library in Estes? Um, I volunteered at the library in Estes Park just for about four months and then I went over to Douglas County and I was with Douglas County Libraries I started in circulation there in 2004 and left um, two months after my 19th anniversary. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I worked many jobs with them, but I was there for, for a little over 19 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow, dedicated service up there. And there is like a lot of customer service yeah. wrapped around the library, Absolutely. isn't there? I mean, that's kind of the primary thing. Help people find information. Mm -hmm. That's that's really the, the big overarching goal. And Estes Park, I've been there a few times. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. I love living up there. It's brilliant. It was, it's just as beautiful as here. <laughs> just breathtaking. Yeah. Uh, that's the uh, place that, you know, I think I was, uh, <clears throat> we were just on the road and Black Bear with two cubs was just mm -hmm. hanging out in the bar ditch. Just, <laughs> I thought, man, I really feel bad for the biker I saw down the road. <laughs> so <laughs> what is it about the a library system or the libraries that you really do like like that really keeps you there hmm. there's a lot of it actually um i love leading people i love working with with people and helping them bring out the best in what they do and and really work together as a team i love that collaboration yeah um and working together to an end goal i think that that's lovely. And with the library, you get to do that not just with the folks inside the library, but with the community. And so I really enjoy integrating into the community. I had a chance to do that as branch manager at the Parker location for, I think I was there for seven years. 
and really got to know the community leaders and what was driving them and what they were looking for, got to know the community and how we could help integrate and serve and support the work of the community. Um, the library's access to information, of course, um, but it also helps support literacy and learning and just improving life, I feel like. So yeah. it's something I really believe in. And I, I love being surrounded by books. Um, whenever you work in retail, you start to, you, you, they put out a shirt and you think that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And after six months, you want to buy it. It's the weirdest. <laughs> you just, whatever you're surrounded by seems to just you get attached to and so I'm surrounded by books all the time and that just makes me happy <laughs> uh, it, uh, something uh, a confession I'm one of those guys when I buy a book I, I've got to smell it yeah uh, there's just something about it being able to hold it, it it's much more tangible yeah. than you know online reading mm -hmm. which in my line of work you know I'm, I'm you're reading stuff all the time yeah, me too. you got to know who's doing what where are they at mm -hmm. and then what are they supporting what are they not supporting and it just gets so dry yeah. you know so to be able to, to to grab a book and hold a book i just bought dune did you i did so so i'm pretty excited i i haven't hit it pr too hard just yet but Man, I'm looking forward to that. Um, big sci-fi fan. Yeah, me too. Are you? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Best day ever was I read Dune when I was in college and then watched the 1982 movie. Uh, and then David read it Lynch's. Again, yeah. And then watched it again because I just like, yeah, I spent like a whole Dune weekend. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm a Tolkien geek ah. through and through. Nice. Uh, so you and I will have a couple conversations offline, I'm Absolutely. sure. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, once I get going on that, I can't stop. Is there anything about a library system that uh, you've changed, that you came in and, and you looked at and you were like, you know, that's not working as well as I thought it would, or that's not working the way it's supposed to. Let's go ahead and adjust that. I'm not saying that you're going to change anything here. We don't even know the language. Landscape, oh, yeah, yeah. so but uh, to your recollection was there a program that you didn't like or, or that di just wasn't working well oh yeah uh, that's actually my whole career um, I I worked in circulation uh, pretty normally and then worked in IT and within a few actually I think it was my second week um, I sat down with a committee looking at automation and how to automate the job I had just been doing. And I ended up helping them design that system and install that system. And I've been doing that ever since, sort of looking at things, trying to figure out the best way to do it and try to get us there, whatever that may be. Small changes, big changes. I've been a part of a lot of them. So efficiency, mm -hmm. you, you would say that maybe that's yeah. a, one of your efficiency, strengths, finding that yeah. efficiency. Process analysis, efficiency. Um, and just seeing seeing a path forward yeah. um, and trying to help bring about the answer to a lot of questions and that kind of thing. Now, um, I, I imagine you've gotten to visit all the branches? Yes. And um, what do you think? They're amazing. I was just at Claremont uh, yesterday, and I love it. I, I got to visit the Historical Society and see their um, area, visit the, the building and talk with Barbara and um, just get to know that community out there. Uh, I was at Ranchester last week and I'm going to Story on Thursday, but I've been up to Story already. So um, I just love all the branches and all the, the different towns and the landscape is amazing. Just driving to the branches is a great experience. So. You know, one of my favorite libraries is the one in Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. Fantastic library, mm -hmm. multiple floors, an entire mm -hmm. floor just dedicated to the kids. Mm -hmm. And 
but there's something absolutely charming and almost more of a draw when it's a small building with a great collection. I agree. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. uh, I love them all. But yes. Yeah, there's just something charming about them. You know, almost like uh, well, they're just beginning, or, or yeah. you know, it's great. Now, the Sheridan County Library System is actually looking for an administrative assistant for yeah. the Library Foundation. This is kind of different from the library system itself. The Library yeah. Foundation is basically the fundraising arm of, of the library. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about this position? Yeah, it's a part-time position. Um, we're looking for someone to help support the foundation board, um, some of the, the filing and tracking of finances and minutes and information and that kind of thing. Um, and really just help to let the board have what they need in order to function well. It's kind of like uh, their assistant. Uh, So they probably, a lot of meeting preparation, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Agendas, minutes, um, you know, properly filing things. And and we also have to retain documents and information and honor donations and, and really cultivate that as well, so. If I wanted to apply for this, who do I need to contact? Uh, you would contact the library director. Um, the job will be posted on our website, and we'll get that out to some other areas as well. But um, you would email me. Okay, fantastic. Uh, uh, are you all hooked up electronically at the library? Every are the emails all set to go and everything. Yep. Okay, so I'll I'll make sure that I get that posted online for any folks that are looking for that. I've only got about two minutes left. What's going on with story times? Well, our story times start up again on September 12th and Tuesday and Thursdays. So we're excited to welcome the kids back after school starts. And that's a, a very exciting program that we get to do. Start seeing all those kids after yeah. school. I, I used to talk to Cameron all the time about how they'd come in for the summertime. Mm-hmm. And it was great to know that the library had, in a way, turned out to be a hangout spot yeah Yeah. (laughs) cool is it right how cool is that all right so uh one thing that i do want people to know uh again i'm running out of time i get chatty the inner circle yes is done and available to rent how do i do that well i believe probably contact you up there at the library yeah reach out to the library and and ask about how to book that room now the construction that's going on down there you've had installations of some pretty high-tech stuff so folks if you haven't seen this inner circle jump down there this is the kind of place you want to hold a meeting um and and it's got uh, the bluetooth for hearing aids it's got electronic boards i mean my gosh this was a huge investment it's a beautiful room make sure you get down there uh amy i want to thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me today it's been an absolute pleasure to oh, meet you thank you it's been wonderful to be here all right folks you've been listening to public pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 fm share First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Sheridan County High School Rodeo Club is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. 
Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's, Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Ty Bach here for Rooted in Wyoming. There's nothing like the taste of a meal crafted with ingredients sourced from our beautiful state. We're bringing that to the table for our annual farm-to-table dinner at Born in a Barn on September 23rd. Seven other local chefs and I are putting our hearts into this menu, using Wyoming ingredients to serve a delicious paired and plated meal. Shot in the foot and 10 cents stranger will provide music, plus the Stanish Family Fund will match every dollar raised to $100,000. Seats won't last, so don't wait. Visit rootedinwyoming.org under the farm-to-table tab for tickets, sponsorship, or donations. Join us in support of Rooted in Wyoming. The Y.O. Theater celebrates the 100th anniversary of the opening of the original Lotus Theater with a performance of the Y.O.'s new Vaudevillians, Friday, August 25th at 7 p.m. This event will feature the new Vaudevillian band, accompanying an impressive cast of local talent, performing a variety of acts from comedy and magic to singing and dancing. There'll be giveaways and fun the entire evening. Tickets are available today at the Y.O. Box Office or online at yotheater.com. Branded with quality, Shipton's Big R. It's all right here, everything you need, Shipton's Big R. Whether you're in the saddle or out on the town, take advantage of this special denim offer from Shipton's Big R and Ariat. Get 15% off when you buy two pairs of Ariat jeans. Ariat denim is expertly constructed from the inside out. You'll know they're the right jeans for you the moment you put them on. Men's, ladies, kids, we have you covered with the comfortable feel of Ariat denim at Shipton's Big R, offering the largest, most complete selection of Ariat with a fit and finish for everybody. And now through August 31st, you'll receive 15% off with your purchase of two pairs of Ariat jeans at Shipton's Big R on Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Branded with quality, Shipton's Big R. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930, KROE, Sheridan. K-R-O-E. 